welcome into Between the Pylons. I'm John Camacho. And this is Jacob Waters. And guys, we have a great show for you today. How, how were those shots? What was the first one? <laughs> they were both Bacardi. She both was just, Bacardi. Yeah, they were just... <laughs> All right, so for everybody listening, we were messing with Jacob because my, my beautiful girlfriend record, or poured the shots for us yeah. and was fucking with him the entire time saying one was gin and one was Bacardi. <laughs> Listen, placebo effect is a real thing. You thought that was <laughs> the first one? No, I mean they tasted the same. They both tasted like straight up asshole. Yeah, but the first one hit harder than the second. <laughs> Different. Oh, that was great. That's why I waited just to watch you, just to add a little bit of extra emphasis to it. That was awesome. All right, guys, welcome to Between the Pylons. We have a great show for you guys today. We will be talking everything NFL and college that uh, we we feel like talking about today. We'll go through our picks, give you uh, some some locks of the week, which our locks are games that we both agree on last week we literally if we there was only one game actually no two games where we agreed on the spread so we had a bad week last week we obviously went 0 for 2 um, because we didn't agree on the right ones i guess uh but this week we're gonna do better honestly though last week we got screwed on the chargers game hey i mean i'll stand by most of our picks in saying yeah i think that any website out there that made locks have fun yeah it was a lot of close games. There were a lot of yeah. upsets. There were a lot of people out there that were locking, for example, the Packers-Vikings. Vikings outright won. You know? yeah. We dodged that one. We played it close where we could, and then the Chargers just know how to lose a game. Yeah, Char- they were the new Falcons. Char- Chargers, the Chargers won hurt me because I had, I had a good little bit of money on that one, and they were up 21 points yeah. in the third quarter. Mid-third, and it's, too. Yeah, and like, it's like, okay, so they've given up leads to the Chargers, They or excuse me, to the Chiefs. They've given up leads to uh, to the, yeah, Bucks the Bucks and the Saints. And the Saints. But that's not who the who the Broncos are. It was like there's no fucking way they're gonna give up a 21 point lead. Nope. The play calling for the Chargers still sucks. I talked about it in the video I made a couple weeks ago about Herbert. Herbert's fucking amazing. Their run game is non-existent. Like they they first of all uh, the Kelly dude. I was dead right about Kelly. Uh, at a, the Joshua like Kelly, Josh Kelly yeah. Joshua Kelly at a US. I love the kid. Love the story. Walk on. Ends up getting drafted in the NFL. That's awesome. I like, was rooting for him. I really was. But I called it a, coming out of the draft that he wasn't going to be, you know, a, a great NFL talent. Yeah. He's not. He's just not. He's not the guy. Uh, Justin Jefferson or Justin Jackson is a little bit better. Their other running back, and then they put in Pope, who was probably the most explosive of the three, of the three of them. And it looked Pope, like he was playing with a chip on his shoulder whenever he was running until yeah. he got his head taken off by yeah. Green Jackson. Fuck, I forgot about that. Yeah, but yeah. So, so I mean, that's just their their running game sucks, and they're trying to. to it's it's Anthony Lynn. He's the next running back, so he's trying to lean on the run game, and nobody's showing up. Uh, Elkler is awesome, but he got hurt, and they nobody else really showed up this year. Uh, so we'll see what happens moving forward. They need to just put uh, put all of the weight on Herbert's shoulders. I think he can he can carry the load. I really do. I, I think his play can. I just it's so hard to ask that of a, a rookie quarterback to do that. But yes, whenever you're up 21 points, we shouldn't even be asking for a put away touchdown <laughs> yeah. at that point. <laughs> I know we really shouldn't. No, that, should, you should, should have already guaranteed. had your put away at the 14 point going to 21. Yeah. So I don't know what it is. I had money on that game too. I had a parlay that I needed that one to hit, and wasn't even watching it. I thought for sure it was locked game in the bag. Over. Man, I don't know what happens. Chargers, you got to figure something out. You're going on two years in a row now, where if you add up seven point losses, yeah. fourteen games. Yeah, that is ridiculous. Crazy. That that changes your entire season based, and that's momentum shifts too. You know how demoralizing it is to be up constantly, and then it almost gets in your head in the mid third when you're up twenty one. 
the last thing that should be in your head is, oh, God, are they going to come back? Yeah. No, it should be step on their throat and win this game. But oh, now yeah. the Chargers are thinking like, well, here we go. It's this stigma. Same for the Falcons, you know, of just yeah. being choke artists. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I couldn't agree more. I absolutely agree. I got to say, when it comes to betting on the NFL, I, I am so far getting away from the lines. I, I like betting on the props. I feel so much more comf- confident about it. I, I've doubled my money last night alone on, on prop bets because yeah. uh, I hit on a, on a parlay or two, and you know I, I actually did pretty good last night's bets. And it's like, that game didn't go the way I thought it would. I thought the Bucks were going to blow the, the Giants out. But the Giants stayed in it, and it was a game to the la- very last play, which we're going to get to that last play later on in this in this pod. But either way, regardless of that, I still I still hit on a lot of my props. So you know, I like the prop bets. I like betting that that uh, you know Scotty Miller isn't going to get to fifty six yards. You know, yeah, like, like stuff like that just feels more realistic, more more in line with what I like to bet on, and that's just that's a very new thing for me. Um, but yeah, we kind of went on a tangent there. Uh, we'll get to our picks later on, and and our locks of the week and all that. Uh, we have to talk about. Let's, I mean, let's just go straight into Antoine Winfield. That last play of the game, uh, Bucks Giants last night. For for those of you who weren't watching Monday Night Football, uh, Giants stayed in into the very end. Bucks go down, get a touchdown, and make it an eight point game. Right, so yeah. it's an eight point game. The Giants need a touchdown and an extra point to tie. Daniel Jones throws one of the more beautiful passes I've ever seen to the back of the end zone. Just a, I mean, you know, there's been a lot of great balls, but it was a beautifully beautiful pass by uh, Daniel Jones to to uh, Golden Tate, I think, uh, in the back of the end zone. Gets the touchdown. Now all they need is an extra point. They call the perfect play. When I, when I say this running back is wide open, the running back is wide open in the flat. It was obviously supposed to go to him. And he just he pulls the trigger a hair too late. That ball should have been out of his out of his hand about a half a second, second sooner. And it's a it's two point conversion. Now it's going to go to overtime. Giants have a chance to beat the Bucks in overtime. Instead, Antoine Winfield, who I will say right now, he yeah. he is he is at the top of the leaderboard for defensive rookie of the year. He is, he is an absolute baller. I mean, a, absolute really fucking like him. baller. He's good. And, and I mean, he runs like a bat out of hell. He's obviously he's playing the running back from the opposite side of the field, right? You can tell it's man on man coverage, so he has to sprint through the traffic to get to the running back, and he's so fast he gets there. A hair too early, but I will say his arm does hit the football as he's making contact with the runner, uh, with the receiver. Now, I personally thought that. <coughs> Excuse me. I, I personally thought that this was that this was a clean play and that it shouldn't have been a foul. Where were you at with this? Okay, I'm going to preface it by saying that they shouldn't have been in this spot in the game because the Bucks did not play a good game. They no. they, they really didn't. Not Daniel at all. Jones had several mistakes where it was just like, what are you doing? And then you see the moments of good, the moments of really good, where he's able to read the play and make an absolute yeah. Danny dime of a throw like yeah. he does. But let's just dissect the last the two-point conversion play. I don't like flags being thrown at the end. I yeah. don't. I've always been a fan of let, let, them, let them play. It's, it's one of those things where we get into those crunch time that goes in all sports where, you know, we want to see the skill define the game, not the penalty or the refs define the game. Mm-hmm. For this, though, if I am looking at it, if this if this happens any other point other than at the end of the game, I think it's a flag. I do. I, I think based on the criteria that you look at for pass interference and the way that the illegal contact goes with Antoine Winfield, yeah, mm-hmm. I don't think he gets his head turned around. I think he makes contact just a little too early. But I am glad that they did not throw it. I like to see them let the guys play at the end. I do. Yeah. No, so, I, I so technicality, flag. 
yeah, I, I get it. You know, it's it's so close, and I, I actually pulled this up just to kind of see, uh, get another view of it. And I'm I'm not gonna play the sound here uh, because I don't we don't have rights to this, so we're not really allowed to play this on the video or anything. But I just want to play this real quick for us and just kind of go through it. In real time, it looks like he's early. In real time, like from the angle that we see it, I don't know, man. That's so close. Looks early to me. It does look it, early. I want to. I want to see, see him let them play this out, though. Like I said, but if you're going to get into technicalities and bring that up, it it's kind of crazy to think that they threw the flag and, and picked it up. That's the weirdest part. Yeah, that's the weird part because it's one of those things where. You know I, know, I know the rule isn't the same as like the video review, but a lot of times when they say the the call stands, that means that yes, you had an argument, but there isn't enough video evidence to yep. support reversing it. They reverse this, yeah. so that's it's pretty bold. It was it was very very strange. One of those things where like they call the flag, and I'm like, oh, that wasn't a flag. Like watching it on TV, you know, with, you yeah. know, sitting on the couch watching it. Oh, that's not a flag. They shouldn't have called that. And then they pick it up, and I did think that was weird. I do agree, because, like, regardless of where you stood on this, I don't think there was – I don't think it was such a bad bad flag that, like, it should have been picked up. Like, if you're going to call it, call it. Uh, I thought it was too close to call there, um, but I totally understood, uh, you know, Judge getting uh, pretty upset, obviously. And we're watching slow motion here. You see – the, the the argument for it is that it hits his arm. Yes, it but does. then again, are they talk? Is that what they're talking about when they decide to pick this flag up? I don't know. I, I you know, I, it's weird, weird situation. Uh, regardless, I this it's it's one of those weird situations where <coughs> for the average fan, this puts Antoine Winfield on the map. I think you know, like maybe a lot of people weren't thinking about this second round pick. You know, out of a no name college, uh, who's the son of a great player, but you know, one of those things. Damn, this, you said Minnesota no name. Like uh, was he out of Minnesota? Yeah, yeah, he's out of Minnesota. I mean, they're pretty. They're pretty. Oh, I, okay. I, I guess I was thinking about somebody. There's a there was a safety coming out this year that was out of like Jeremy Chin. Was he out of a no? Okay, there was a there he was, was out a, of like FC. Okay, there was a second that. round. Yeah, there was yeah. a second round safety that was out of like a no name school, and I was thinking he was Antoine Winfield. That's my fault. All right, Antoine Winfield. Yeah, okay, that's not a no name school. You're absolutely right. Out of a smaller school, though, we yeah. can say that at least not an SEC powerhouse type of school. Uh, either way. You know, safety for the Bucks. Not a lot of people know the Bucks for their safety. They might know him for their D line or something, or obviously Tom Brady. No, Antoine Winfield has a spot he, on this team, man. He and belongs. He belongs already among one of the best safeties in the league. So I mean, Winfield, he's, does, he's Winfield good. does a great job at the last, and I mean last millisecond, turning his head yeah. as quick as he you can. Tell he's he's trying to. Yeah, yeah. Yep. He's trying to do his job as best he can, and it just so happens that his hands are just automatically placed from the way that he is running and reaching out. Yeah. Let's works, talk about man. let's talk about the real issue with this play. And I just instead of looking at the flag and that's, you know, whatever. Again, we can't put this on the podcast so I, this might be bad, but you and me just watch how he should have thrown it at his first hitch right here, right there. Yeah, he, Why he doesn't he throw it? it? <laughs> he should have thrown you know, it that I, half I a know, second sooner. I don't know sooner. if Deion Lewis has his head turned around or not, and there's cert, there's so many things that go through your head whenever you're reading I, this. You don't know if yeah. you don't know if Carlton Davis is going to be staying down in like a hard flat zone right there. You just don't know. It, it, it's weird. I get it. I'm glad they didn't throw the flag at the end of the day. I, I get I get where you're coming from because, yeah, I think at this point, Antoine Winfield is in the the middle of the – like he's he's sprinting as fast as he can at this point, but he's still, you know, in the middle of the field and you're throwing to the running back in the flat. That should be a completion for two yards. Like that it, – it looks like a completion. Uh, so I understand Daniel Jones thinking, okay, I have an extra second. Let me take a second, make sure I complete this and, yeah. not, and not rush it. But I mean, just as what it is, one of those one of those really interesting plays. Giants are one of those teams where they have been staying close 
close with everybody. They really have. It, it surprised me, man. I lost money on that game yeah. last night because I just, you know, the, the the Giants average around 18 points a game. The Buccaneers are right over 32 yeah. points. The line comes out to 13 points, which is where the spread was, and it was like, man, I really wanted to see uh, the Buccaneers do it. And you're pulling up the Giants' schedule here. Are you about to hint no. since the NFC East is so bad? No, is it, that is not. No, 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 I'm actually just going back because I, I was just curious because I feel like they've been in a lot of close games, and, and, and I'm have. absolutely right. They lose to the Bucks this past week yesterday by two points, right? They lose to the Eagles, and they should have won this game. This is a game they absolutely should have won. Uh, if, if Evan Ingram makes a pretty easy catch down the field, this game's over. But they lose to the Eagles by one point. They beat the Washington Washingtons by one point. They lose to the Cowboys by three points. Really, you have to go to week four before you find a game that wasn't really close. They lost to the Rams. Rams by eight points and then got blown out by the 49ers. Played a close game against the Bears and actually was kind of a close game against the Steelers yeah. other than a late touchdown that made it look a little bit farther away than it was. All I'm saying is this is a team that I do think is going in the right direction. I feel about the Giants the same way I felt about the Dolphins last year in the sense that I think they have their guy and coach. I, I do believe in Joe Judge as a as a coach that is bringing a foundation to this team. Not a ton of talent, but he is bringing you know this winning mindset. Learning how to win is a is a popular phrase we keep hearing, and they are in a division where. One in seven is not a is not a locked door. I mean, they could they could beat Washington. They get their next three games are Washington Eagles and Bengals. If they if they end up four and seven, they're competitive in this division, and it's not crazy to think they beat the Eagles, Washington, and Bengals. I mean, no, it's, it's it's not. It's I mean, you know, I understand you know saying a one in seven team going three and zero oh in the next two games is a little bit bold, but I don't think it's crazy to say that. Like this only is a conversation the, for all three. One team that's made it for a one and six to the yeah. playoffs, and that was the <laughs> what the the Bengals in like nineteen seventy or something. Yeah. So. It's it's going to be different to see the way they go. I'm not. I'm going to go ahead and take them out of that. And I know yeah, you want to. We're, we're saying fine. it's a long yeah, shot. I'm just. Yeah. But let's go ahead and look just a little bit at the the draft. They have a top five pick right now. Yeah. Are you? You're saying you like the way the foundation's going. You like the way the team is going. Are they going to go quarterback? Because that is no. the biggest. That is so. They will pass on Justin Fields, Trey Lance. Yeah. I think Zach so. Wilson. I think they will. Zach Wilson. BYU quarterback. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He he's climbing, great. man. He's yeah, he's yeah. climbing. Some people are saying that he's legitimate top ten quarterback now. So we'll see. Yeah, I I think I am. Um, I mean, look at that. You pull up mock draft and look who's uh, Zach Wilson's at the. Oh wow, that's funny. Um, I'm just kind of going through here. Uh, so it has the it has the Giants at two. Jets at one, uh, Jags at three. The Dolphins get the fourth pick, but they're they're getting that pick from the Texans, which is fucking awesome. And, if you, <laughs> and right now it has y'all getting Micah Parsons, who is an absolute dog. He is going to be a star yeah. in the league. He, Linebacker. He's, he's, yeah. And Panay Sewell for the, the, the Giants, too, would really solidify that line. Yeah, that would help them. Uh, is that the, oh, that's the dude out of Oregon. I was going to say, there's another dude out of Alabama that's going to be a top ten pick, too. Where is he going? I don't see him there. Uh, Leatherwood. Whether yeah, yeah, he's he's a baller. He's a fucking yeah. baller. Uh, yeah, I, I get where you're coming from with that. I don't think you. T- I think you stick with with uh, with. I guess you could. You know, if you believe in fields, because you obviously I'm Trevor you, Lawrence is going to be a lot of one. talk about it. Daniel Jones has had a turnover in 20 of the last 23 games that he's played. Yeah, and he's you know he has like 23 uh, yeah, or something it, like it, that now. Sometimes when it rains, it pours, and he's had some really bad games. He's had good moments, and I don't know where people are thinking if they want to rebuild the team or not. I don't know. I like a lot of the pieces you have. I do. And if I if I'm putting myself in that best spot, 
I take uh, the lineman if he's there, and if I miss mm-hmm. out on that one, because they're saying he has the ability to be a true franchise star, immediate impact, the closest thing you can get, better than Quentin Nelson yeah. level. This guy's that good. If not, I take the best defensive talent for me. That's what I do. Yeah, no, I I, I absolutely get where you're coming from. I don't take the quarterback there for, for the Giants. Yeah. That's just me. Uh, very interesting to look at just to see, like, this. Um, we're just looking at a mock right now, uh, and obviously they have a quarterback going to the Jets, to the Jags, and to the Patriots all in the top ten. Um, with Zach, Zach Wilson, Wilson going number going number nine, he has been balling out. I, I didn't realize they were they were moving them that far up the. Oh, and Trey Lance going fifteen to the 49ers. That's interesting. And then Love Mac Jones, Mac Jones at so eighteen. Mac Jones is climbing. Is Mac, he? Listen, I'll, I'll say it. I'll say it. I'll say it. I, I'm an Auburn fan. I'm a Bo Nix truther. I have since tapered back on a lot of the Bo Nix truther stuff. I still think Bo is a serviceable quarterback. He can do a really good job. He's just got to grow in his role. Mac Jones right now. He is able to make every single throw that you want. I think that some of the throws that he makes, you could compare them on film last year to Tua, and in certain areas, he is is just as elite in that regard. Yes, the arm talent doesn't just blow you out of the water, but there's times where if you look at a team, and it's kind of fitting that they have the Bears right there, it's kind of like you're getting a young... You're going to say it. I'm not. <laughs> you say it. I'm not. No. You got to say it. I'm not going to say it. Say it. I'm not going to say it. I'm good. I'm not going to sit here. Say I'm it. not going to sit here and toot Mac Jones's horn that much. Say he's, it. He's a good quarterback. Fucking say it. He's not going to go in the first round there. Say I'll say it. that. We're no, good. no, no. You. What were you going to say? <laughs> we're good. What were you going to say? We're good. Just tell me. Tell I'm the not, people I'm what not, you're going I'm to not say. getting that far ahead of myself. Okay. Because I'm not giving a Mac Jones comp right now. <laughs> because I was about to say a future Hall of Famer's name, and I'm not doing that. Thank God. Yeah. I knew you were going somewhere crazy with it. I want to also Mac Jones is a junior. I don't think he's going to declare. Yeah, I don't get that. Look, may, I have a type. I, I'm, you know, I think every everybody who watches film who like really enjoys the draft process and really enjoys uh, grading players, like that's something I really enjoy doing, and I do it, you know, throughout the entire offseason. I, I do have a type on certain players and quarterback. It's not that type. Like it, I think he, you're right. He's similar to a Tua as far as the way he's playing in college right now. Yeah. Obviously, Tua is a much better talent than I think Mac Jones is. Yes, exactly. Um, I'm saying when you so, look at some of the throws in the film, yeah, though, I, I could I, cut out who's throwing the ball, and you that. would be able to decipher. And I totally get that. And I, I was going that far to say, you know, I wasn't a big fan of Tua coming out. So, so maybe that's just me. Uh, maybe that's something I need to look look at myself. So I'm not going to pass judgment too too early. Uh, we are going way too early to look at the draft, but it's always fun to do stuff like that. Um, the, the whole point Point being getting back to the Giants though was yeah. you don't think you think they'll stick with Daniel Jones? It, I do, yeah, I think they'll okay. stick with Daniel Jones. We'll see. He, he shows enough to where it's like, okay, this is his second. This is his second year, right? Second yeah. year, second system. Like, let no, him no get his feet. Un- yeah, let him get his feet under him. Uh, he's playing on a bad football team. He's trying to push push the envelope a little bit. Yes, there are points where he should take the sack instead of the interception. But at the same time, look, that's he's a young quarterback playing in a new system. I, I want to give him a chance. Get him some weapons around him. Get him uh, Saquon Barkley back. Get him an offensive line and. Then Let's see what he can do because right now I don't think it's a fair judgment. And okay. you drafted him to be you drafted him to be the next Eli Manning, right? Yeah. Eli Manning was never a dude who did it by himself. So like like if you drafted him to be the next Eli Manning, give him a chance to be that. And Daniel Jones, he fits that bill. Yeah. He does. He's yeah, not he gonna, absolutely yeah. can be. And yeah. there are times where athletically, listen, he got memed up for falling. He, he got memed <laughs> up for bad. falling. That's fine. That's fucking bad. He had a higher speed than Lamar Jackson. That's on crazy the year. too. Dude, he was bucking it. That's different. He was. <laughs> fucking going. <laughs> gotta, get, gotta get the knees up, man. Uh, since we're on the NFL draft, though, I think it's good to transition to the guy who is most likely going to be the number one pick, and that's yeah. Trevor Lawrence, mm-hmm. who we'll talk about it from a, a COVID college stance first. He contracted COVID. 
He is out. We saw DJ Ugalele step in for Clemson, who is their five-star future guy. We got to see... Struggled a little bit. Struggled, and we got to see the comeback, which I think yeah. is good for this team overall going in the future. But right now, they have to play a number three or number four Notre and Dame Lawrence team. Lawrence isn't going to be there. And Trevor's out. What do you think? Uh, yeah, first of all, I do think they lose this game. I really do. I yeah. know that's crazy. Notre Dame never beats a top-five team, so it's it's tough to say that. But I do think they lose this game. And if they do lose this game... Do you take them out of uh, out of contention of the top four? It's so hard. That's that's it, it's so for, much for harder. The, for this the time being, they they would be yes technically, but you don't have Trevor Lawrence. I think Notre Dame is the imposter excuse. out of the top five. I really yeah. do. I, I think there are times where they they struggle with some teams that are in the ACC, and it's just the way that we evaluate the schools. I just don't value them as much as I. They do. struggled with Florida State for three quarters. I mean, you know, and granted, Florida State beat North Carolina, but. I mean, Florida State's just—they're just detecting imposters because they're not good. Yeah, <laughs> they're just—they're just showing you. We know you. what Florida State is. Yeah, let's, exactly. Let's, they're the litmus test. <laughs> exactly. Put them up against someone else and see if they falter. Exactly. And we can tell. So yeah. yeah, Clemson still has a pretty good chance at getting it done this weekend with it. But yeah, I mean, Notre Dame has a really big built offensive line. So I, and we have to go here. If you're looking at the best teams in college football, Clemson still. This that. doesn't change Clemson. Yeah. So so it's like where? How do you grade this? Because. You have, like, Ohio State, who's playing a, a condensed schedule, probably not going to play anybody super scary. Six or seven games. Uh, yeah, six or seven games. you got to think some of the games that he would have, they would have probably played, well, Wisconsin. Well, Wisconsin hasn't played in two weeks because of COVID. Yeah. Uh, they would have played, or they, they're probably going to have to play Penn State. Just so that's a big them. one. Just, oh, they just they beat just, them. That's right. That's, that's the they beat game. Penn State the, this yeah. past Saturday. I'm sorry. I, I'm trying to think of other teams they would have to play. They're not going to have a crazy schedule. They'll probably win out. They're in, right? You have an Alabama who's probably going to win out. They're in. And then you get into, like, this next level layer of teams where it's like okay Oklahoma you lost you lost early on but what if Oklahoma goes on a run and shows shows yep. to be really good well do you compare that to a Clemson that lost I'm saying theoretically if they lose to Notre Dame that lost to Notre Dame but they were out with you know with Trevor Lawrence I guess let's put it that way take a team that we would we would realistically think isn't as good whichever one it is that has a one loss schedule or one loss schedule versus a Clemson team that has a one loss schedule but lost with with uh, Trevor Lawrence Man, I'm telling you, these things always get chaotic. It is never the easy never way that easy. we're looking at it because it's going to get worse. Yeah. So right now, Bama, they're gonna they're gonna make it. They're right? in, yeah. Okay. Well, let's say Florida plays Georgia this weekend. Georgia is still undefeated as of now. Yeah. They play a one-loss Florida team. Say Florida beats Georgia. Mm -hmm. So we're both looking at one-loss SEC East guys. Mm -hmm. Florida edges it and they make it to the championship game and mm -hmm. they beat the undefeated Alabama team. Damn. But then you have the Notre Dame team who is undefeated because they beat the Trevor Lawrence-less Clemson Tigers. Yeah, they're getting in, but too. But the Ohio State 7-0 and team, but the Oklahoma. <laughs> there, there's so many ways that yeah, this there's can a get lot of weird ones. muddled up. And wow. I didn't if, even if think Notre, about the SEC Dame, option. If, I, if I'm Notre Dame's head coach, Brian Kelly, I'm going to my guys this weekend and saying, this is your invitation to the college football playoff yeah. right now. You have, you have the best chance with Trevor Lawrence not being there. Step on them, beat them, and then, of course, you're going to be able to take care of the rest of the schedule as is. Hopefully, yeah. And, yeah, you, there's no way you can form an argument against Notre Dame being undefeated. You yeah. can't keep them it's not their It's not their fault, Trevor Lawrence. It play. sucks. We, we all know that yeah. they're probably not up there at that level, that caliber. But, yeah. like you said, are you going to punish them because that's the hand they were given? They beat, yeah, they beat, They joined the ACC. They beat Trevor Lawrence. They beat their schedule. They beat the Trevor Lawrence list Clemson Tigers. They won their schedule. You can't kick them out. So now you have Alabama, you have Clemson, or excuse me, now you have Alabama, you have Notre Dame. Does Clemson get in? Maybe. Does Ohio have, State? I, I put Florida and Georgia in the same because yeah, one of the two one of those might go get in. Ohio yeah. State's probably going to get in. Yeah, there's a real chance that if they lose this and the board falls a certain way, Clemson might just be on the outside looking in. 
season. That's because also of not bad even luck. opening up to the Pac-12, who is about to they're about to kick off this weekend. Yeah. I, just, I can't even I can't even put them in that conversation. <laughs> who, who even has a chance there? There, there are some people are saying Oregon is going to be pretty yeah, good. Yeah, well, I mean, come on, I, I, no, no fucking way. I'll call, I'll call it right now. You had Justin Herbert, who we've seen how good he is, and your scheme gave him no opportunity to succeed. There's no fucking way that without him you're going to be better. There's no fucking way. I'm sorry. Yeah, call well, right and, and looking at it too, I think the Pac-12 they just kind of waited too long with yeah. the way that everything kind of fell out. If they're undefeated at like four and 5 and zero versus a yeah. one loss SEC team, I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I'm biased, but the SEC's getting in. They stuff. I know. I, I absolutely agree. And also, like they probably expected that. They you probably you you do your shortened season to have five games plus a Pac-12 championship. However, you want to do it. Maybe Pac-12 could do a, a mini playoff series just for their Pac-12 championship, yep. and then they get to do that. It's enough film for all these guys that are call, are NFL eligible. It's enough film for them to get out there for these younger guys. They get a chance to play. It works out for everybody. It's a shortened season. You made the best of a bad situation. Move on. You didn't get to the. You didn't get to the big show, but whatever. One last little tidbit before we talk about Trevor Lawrence NFL future. Um, Coastal Carolina, they're ranked 16th overall. Okay. I didn't know that. That's, well, that's that's my point in saying, why do we do that? Yeah. Do you genuinely believe in your heart of hearts that they are better than a, let's say, Tennessee? An unranked Tennessee team right now. An SEC middle-of-the-road Tennessee team. Mm-hmm. Coastal Carolina is ranked 16th in the nation. No Come on. Way. No fucking way. Uh, BY, BYU is creeping up to the top 10 now. They're, yeah, but they have their quarterback. They, that, they do. Like, they, they have Zach Wilson. But yeah. they're, they're, a low, they're a low chance to possibly make some noise in this Have league. they lost yet? They haven't lost. Have no, they? they haven't lost yeah. yet. And and if you keep, you know, as a as a committee guy, because our Auburn's coach, Gus Malzahn, put it today, the way that he fills out his coach poll. He said, could Coastal Carolina survive an SEC 10-game schedule? That's the way that he evaluates every single team. Biased, of course, yes. Yeah. We, we go through that all the way. But, I mean, it is a good way to look at it. It's like, why are we doing that in some yeah. areas? You know? No fucking way. They're, play, they're playing good football. They deserve their recognition. But, come on. Put them in the top 25. That's fine just to give them there. But 16, you're, you're putting them in the top 15. The problem is, is that they, did, right that. The they did that top 25, and then they kept winning. And now they're going to keep winning. Yeah. So, you know, before you know it, it's going to be a slippery slope to where we have teams that are up there that probably shouldn't be. But then you go into it, and it's like, man, they're at number seven. BYU, for example. <laughs> BYU, for you're, example. You're they right, could, yeah. Some teams slip up and trip along the way. BYU's going to be up the there. Thing the thing is, the, the ultimate thing is right now that the the, tw- the top 25 poll right now doesn't matter because then the playoff poll comes out in exactly. a couple weeks, and that's the only thing that matters. They get to re- they get to rewrite it, and, and that's like the ultimate like fixing of things like that. It is, where they because can, the committee they does a great job of truly evaluating. Yeah, exactly. They've said that they don't look at wins and losses. They do to an extent, but they're yeah. going to put the four best teams out there, yeah. I hope. We'll see. We'll see. But right. go to Trevor Lawrence. In the uh, Trevor Lawrence. Okay, so this is the real question, right? Right now, we're assuming the Jets are are in line to win this, to win uh, the number one pick. They look god awful. They look just as bad. I mean, really, they, they look <laughs> just bad, as bro. They look just as bad as uh, the or, excuse me, uh, the Browns did a couple years ago when they went zero and sixteen. They look just as bad as the Lions did all those years ago when they went zero and sixteen. Like they look completely distraught, out of focus, out of whack. And I think that they are. I really think that ownership is keeping is keeping uh, uh, Gase in there. 
because they want to keep losing. I mean, they know their best chance. The second you fire Gase, you're going to get that win after firing your head coach, which always <laughs> happens apparently. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we'll, we'll go from there. We'll see what happens. Right now, you have an o, a, a winless Jets team that really is competing with a one-win Jags football team that just lost Minshew for uh, the did. foreseeable future. And they're going to be in the in the conversations with quarterback. Minshew is going to be a great backup for a long time. I, I expect him to have a uh, some very similar to a Fitzpatrick type of career. He'll be in the NFL for a long time. He'll be a fan favorite for a lot of different fa- uh, a lot of different clubs. Yeah. But at the end of the day, he will always be looked over for the next guy up. Uh, so that's just that's what I foresee for Minshew. It's sad, but it is what it is. Um, and then you have the Texans, who are really the Dolphins, not in line for a for a quarterback spot, but they are a one win Texans team. So you have to look at that uh, from that prism. We already talked about the Gi- the Giants at length. Really, I think any team in uh, in that division though are going to get a couple wins from each other. So I, I think they're all going to be outside of that true number one pick. But it's really the Jets' pick to lose, really, at this point. Yeah, and the thing comes into is there a chance that Trevor Lawrence recognizes the Jets are a dumpster fire? And I know we, we differ a little bit on that. Yeah, we do a little bit. Yeah. Can go. Um, should he stay? Should he stay in school? I mean, there there's a chance. There's so Trevor Lawrence has the quote coming out and said. We will we'll see what happens, which is yeah. pretty safe. That's he has what, to do that because yeah. the, the same thing came out. It, it was always Cleveland, you know, the Cleveland Browns with, um, and then last year with Joe Burrow being the the Bengals. You yeah. know, it was like we'll we'll just see what happens. Baker Mayfield and Sam Darnold, most notably, saying the rumored that he would stay at USC if Cleveland wanted to take him number one overall. Yeah, they ended up going Baker. Could Trevor Lawrence pull an Eli Manning though? He could. First of all, absolutely. Trevor Lawrence has the star power. He has the. He he is Andrew Luck. He is Peyton Manning. He is John Elway. As far as guys that, I mean, we have been circling his name and watching him since high school. Yeah, and we've known he's going to be good. We have put very high expectations on this dude, and he has he has blown it up from every single level, right? Like, we always have a guy out of high school that somebody's looking at that we're saying, oh, he's the next dude. And then it usually tapers off in college and you, and you get a real look at him. Trevor Lawrence has exceeded every expectations anybody's had. Everyone has watched this kid and knows he's going to be the number one pick. He's going to be the next Andrew Luck, Peyton Manning type of guy who it all just depends on the franchise he goes to, right? If he goes to the right franchise, he he will win multiple Super Bowls. He will be, you know, a great player for so a long why, time. So why not play your cards that you're dealt the best way possible? And pull that. So, so this is this is my thing. When you when you're looking at this situation, we we ha- we we're so we're so scripted into like looking at the NFL and looking at the situation for all these teams in the prism of right now after eight weeks, right, and yeah. and all that. So let's take a step back, or at least I try to when we're talking about things like this, and look at the Jets as a whole. Right, like the franchise as a whole. Right now, yes, they made a bad decision hiring Adam Gase. Adam Gase, Gase is an absolute cancer. He was a cancer to the Dolphins, and he's been a cancer to the Jets. And they need to get him out, and they will. I guarantee you, they will. But has the franchise itself done wrong by players? I can't. I can't think of a situation where they specifically fucked over a player or made poor decisions or, or put the player's health behind them. Like I look at Washington as a team, I would absolutely avoid if they are taking me number one because I don't trust the owner and I don't trust the franchise. I looked at, at Cincinnati. I mean, I sat here and argued for Joe Burrow pulling that same yeah. card, saying you know he could get away with it. He can't get away with it the way Trevor Lawrence can. Trevor Lawrence. I mean, I don't even think people will argue about it. Joe Burrow had one year. People would probably have come out and said, you know, fuck you, you should be happy to be there kind of thing. Trevor Lawrence, nobody's going to say that, I don't think. I don't think. 
but even with Cincinnati, I mean, it's just been years and years of very clear that the coach is just in it or the owner is just in it for a paycheck. Very clear that the players are not put at a high priority, that hiring the right guy is not a high priority. The Jets, I don't get that sense from. Yes, they have struggled for a long time, but a lot of teams have struggled. Like the Dolphins are another team. They've struggled for a long time, but it was never like, oh, the, the owner's a bad owner and they don't want to win. You know like, you know what I mean? Like they, they made bad decisions. They, they, had a, they had a bad rut. That's fine. That's going to happen to every franchise. It's, you know, franchises like the Lions that are just been historically bad. for yeah. So that's, that's kind of my argument against him doing that to the Jets. If he goes to the Jets, as a Dolphins fan, I hate it. I, I hate it. I don't want to see him in the because Jets they get uniform. The future. Yeah, but as a you know, as just a fan of football and as like you know, a wannabe analyst and all those things, I don't look at the Jets as a team that's like a terrible fit. No matter where he goes, he's going to one of the worst teams in the NFL. He's going to a place that doesn't have a lot of weapons. Yeah, like, he's, you know, he's, that's he's the, the uh, number one pick. It's whoever lucks yeah, out. Exactly. And gets this. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, that's where we're at. But I, I think. Man, it just it just sucks because there are so many different ways that this can play out. It's a catch twenty two for Trevor Lawrence because you go to the Jets, you don't have that many pieces around you right now. Denzel Mims is your best offensive weapon. Or Crowder, Jameson Crowder. Jameson maybe. Crowder, Makai Becton has hit at tackle, but he hasn't really hit hit. I mean, he's still he's a been hurt yeah. exactly, and he's still got to fit into that system. So you look at your running back right now. Gosh, so so Fred, I you know I totally you get what you're pieces, saying, man. but when I look at that, I look at that as like. Man, it changes so fast. It does. Like, I it mean, can. You can take one offseason, you know, and the right. Jets are not handicapped to anyone cap-wise. Exactly. Like, the Browns were the worst team in football two years in a row not that long ago, and now their roster looks great. Like, you, you can say what you want about the team, but their roster looks great, and they are competitive on a yes. weekly basis, right? Uh, the Bengals, you know, were a dumpster fire last year, and now they're competitive. Like, they one year later, they're— Exactly. So they're, you know, and I'm not saying they're good, but I think we would both agree they're going in the right direction, and then after— no, Another offseason, they had the right guys. They could be in a situation where and they And like you said, it's so, not fair for these bad franchises like the Jets to miss out on this generational exactly. talent that Trevor so, Lawrence is. Yeah. How are you going to get better? By taking right. Trevor Lawrence. Exactly. Now, look, they've missed a lot. And, and I'm not sitting here saying that Trevor Lawrence goes to the Jets is going to be hunky-dory. It's still, you know, you're, you're taking a chance. You're going to a bad franchise. You just have to you, you have to take that leap of faith at a certain point and hope that they get things right back on track and you can be a part of that change. At the end of the day, look, I, I he could do it if he has a if he has a team in mind and they're in the top five and they've shown interest, he could probably do it. You know, whatever it is, like if he like the I think he would probably be more scared to go to the Jaguars though. That's a dumpster fire that that has been bad for a long time, and and I do look at the ownership a little bit more recently yeah. as saying, okay, well, they, y'all were really bad last year, and you kept your coach. Why? Why? Why do you not want to be good? Do you not care? Like, what's the deal here? What's going on? Um, that's kind of where roster I talent. I like the Jaguars more than the Jets. Player retention. Not even close. The Jaguars lose that one exactly. every time because of the way exactly. that they have mismanaged Jalen Ramsey, Yannick Ngakwe, Calais Campbell. Yeah. I mean, you, Nate, Allen Robinson, you, Leonard Fournette. Like I said, the, the, it just keeps going on and on. Yeah, the Jets mishandled Jamal Adams. You, yeah. hit, you hit a gym with Jamal Adams. But then again, Jamal Adams is the type of player where he has that fire. He has that will to win. And unfortunately enough, right now, New York Jets fans, you're just not there. Yeah. 
So and, you, can't, you, know, exactly. you can't commit so, yourself and, to and that. And that's an Adam Gase problem. That, yeah. that to me is that like there's going to be there. We look very short term. Yes, there have been some issues inside that locker room, but we can pinpoint Adam Gase as the problem and hope that 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 gets resolved. But like when we look, if Trevor Lawrence really wanted to either hold out, because obviously he could just go back to school and this isn't an issue, and we just we're we, you know next man up. We're looking at Justin Fields going to the Jets or whatever. But if you just look at if he if he truly got to choose between like some of the top top t- like teams there, like if he yeah. gets to have somewhat of a conversation and gets to say, hey, I don't want to go here. I want this team to come get me. Okay, Giants maybe could do it if you really wanted to be a Giant, but I don't think that's any better, right? I mean, Giants are a good franchise. That wouldn't be a bad spot. Ja- like uh, Jaguars the are there. The you wouldn't you wouldn't ask the Jaguars. The Dolphins are going to be there because they have the Texans pick, remember. You know, t- t- the Dolphins have Tua, so you wouldn't think that that's going to be an issue. I have said as a Dolphins fan, if they're in that situation, if they have the number one pick, take Lawrence and trade Tua. Yeah. But, again, I don't think that would happen. Can uh, I mention the highest dark horse possibility that I think no uh, one wants to, to talk I think, about? I think we were about to say the same thing. It's the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah. And it, and it sounds scary as hell because... Listen, you're at a point where you have a Dak Prescott who declined a $35 million deal, so he is he's wanting more than that. I don't mm-hmm. know after the injury. He has shown a lot of promise as a fourth-round pick, a lot of good stuff. Dak, I hope you get better, blah, 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 all that good stuff. At the end of the day, this team's bad. Yeah. And this it, team has shown an unwillingness to want to win. And and this is this is not this team is bad because this team doesn't have talent. This team is bad because they I I believe they don't have the right guys at, at coaching. That's my personal. They're belief. not buying into McCarthy. Man. They are not buying into McCarthy. There's too much talent on both sides of the ball. I get they've had a lot of injuries at the offensive line. I get that, but you still have so much fucking talent. It's not like the offensive line is so god awful that you just can't move the ball at all. Hey, look, I get it now. Look, they they have the ultimate they have the ultimate uh, argument. They're playing. Ben DiNucci and now Ben DiNucci is going to get sat and they're going to play Cooper Rush or Rush. Cooper Rush or get, you know somebody else in that same realm of quarterback. So they get the ultimate not my fault you know uh, stigma. He gets a pass. He gets an absolute pass. That's exactly what I was trying to say. He gets an absolute pass. I'm not giving it to him. I I, I 100% think this is on McCarthy. I'm not forgetting the first month and month and a half of the season where they could not they could move the ball down the field. Yeah, that was great. But they were down 17 points before they started doing it. Um, so you know. I, I'm not giving up on that. You're right. Yeah, I, so that's just but my opinion. What, what would you do then? You have a top, So let's just say right now, Cowboys, it stays the same. They currently hold the, the number five pick overall. You have a lot of capital. You have a lot of assets to where you could make the move if you want. Do you pay Dak? Do you pay the injured Dak? You don't know what you got coming back yet. Or do you take if it's an option? Move? If it's an option to essentially trade Dak for Trevor Lawrence and you probably have to give up more than just Dak, you do that. You give up, if it's you an give option. up Dak in your number five pick. Well, oh yeah, yeah. Well, you're flipping picks though, essentially. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so they would get, yeah, because they would get, uh, yeah. I mean, I, I think that's. I think you probably do that. If you put Trevor Lawrence in the Dallas Cowboys thing, now this is a wet dream, especially for you Cowboys fans. We know, <laughs> we know. But man, it is scary. I yeah, mean, what about Justin agree. Fields? Do you not take the option to where you have I'm, four years of a quarterback? Oh, I totally, I totally get the argument. I, I think if I'm the Cowboys. I, I believe in Dak enough to I probably would take the offensive line or, yeah. or defensive lineman unless it's a sure thing. I look at Dak as or I look at Trevor Lawrence as a sure thing. Justin Fields, granted, I haven't done the film review, but I don't look at Justin Fields as a sure thing. He's a very hotly, you know, he's a very high profile prospect, and that's awesome, and he might be great. 
but he's not a sure thing the way Trevor no, Lawrence you're, is a sure you're thing. Right. That's, so that's, that's, the way, that's where that's I'm differentiating. That's a different tier system to where yeah. even if you go back to last year, looking at Joe Burrow, yeah. how sure we were that he was going to do it, and not even a question Trevor compared. Lawrence blows that out of the water. Yeah. The, the, they the shouldn't even be on the same talking terms. The, the true difference is, for, for those of you like that might not really understand, Joe Burrow is an awesome, awesome quarterback, but he doesn't have like elite arm talent, right? Trevor Lawrence is an awesome, awesome quarterback, and he has elite arm talent. That's the difference. Like, it's a very, it's a very interesting distinction. But Joe Burrow, you know, we saw him make amazing plays all over the yard. But just as a true arm talent type of guy, like he can make every throw. Don't get me wrong. But like Trevor Lawrence can make every throw plus ten more. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's just the difference. Um, and then obviously he's been groomed for this position for a long time. So you know that's just the way it goes. Uh, I'll, I'll go down the list really, really quick just to look. You know, Falcons could be in that same conversation. Although I think they're going to win too many games to really be in it. Um, and again, I think they'd be in the same kind of boat. Yeah, if you could trade, you wouldn't trade Matt Ryan because I don't think they Matt, they would value Matt Ryan very highly. Uh, they'd probably want a rookie. Age. Yeah, exactly. But if you could make a move, you would. Uh, Washington absolutely would. But again, it, if I'm Trevor Lawrence, you don't go to Washington. See, and Washington and is going to be Washington is going to be better than that number seven pick. I really, yeah. as in they're going to be worse. They're going to be picking yeah, in the top. Five. I absolutely agree. And then we're getting into teams like there's a lot of two win teams that we know are going to win some games. Like we're I'm looking at Patriots, uh, Vikings, and Bengals right here. They're all that's nine, ten, and eleven. They're two win teams. They're going to win some games. They're going to play themselves out of this real conversation yeah. for one of those top picks. So that that's kind of where I'm at there. I, I totally get what you're saying. Um, I think Trevor Lawrence come out and play for the Jets. I don't think it's such a, a terrible situation where it won't get better. So that's just where I'm at there. I guess we'll lay down another good transition going into your Miami Dolphins and the future in which we do not know still. <laughs> Tua. Listen, let's because talk. the whole reason you wanted this to happen was so that you know what you got. Let's talk really quick on this because I don't want to spend a ton of time here. Because we don't know. We don't know. Look, the Dolphins played awesome, but their defense did all the work. Uh, look, uh, I, I'll i be honest. He, what's what's his name? The, the quarterback for, for uh, the Jared Rams. Goff? Jared Goff. I lost the name completely. Jared Goff is shown time and time again that he's the definition of average. And he showed that this <laughs> week. The Dolphins, they had his they had their numbers schematically. The Dol- like the Dolphins are really, really good at the back end. Like they have great corners. Byron Jones was back. So you have Howard and Byron Jones on the outside, and you have some really good nickel corners in there too. So they were just rushing the passer and sending more men than the, the, the than the Giants had or than the Rams had to defend. It literally every single time they went five wide. It was over. Like the the Dolphins, they have the one of their best defensive uh, attributes is the fact that they do have some really really good players on the back end at corner and safety. So they were totally comfortable, you know, keeping six guys in the back end against their against their uh, five, and then rushing and blitzing in unique ways, getting to the quarterback really quickly. And it it was just a really really rough game for Joe for uh, Jared Goff. There was a fumble return for a touchdown. There were two interceptions that put the Dolphins in great position. Literally one interception put the Dolphins at the thirty yard line. That was to his first touchdown and only touchdown where he goes thirty yards down the field, mostly running the ball, and then they throw it in from third and five. You know, it, it was kind of it was a good. Throw. Oh, it was hit a great Devontae play. Parker, yeah. Hit Devontae Parker in the end zone. Great play, but it wasn't super special, I don't think. And then the next one was uh, it was first and goal on the one yard line, and they ran it in. So that was the game, and that was essentially all there was. I think I think two only threw for what 120 yards or something like that. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So so two didn't get to show anything. By the time he was really showing what he could do, 
it was it was garbage time. And really, when it wasn't garbage time, you saw a fumble early because the the pocket breaks hey, down. Aaron Donald's whatever. For that. Aaron Donald's going to do that, and that was like his first pass attempt. So you know, give him a pass on that. And he played fine after that. There was a lot of bootlegs where you know they cut the field in half for the rookie. They gave him some easy reads. You know, one of those situations where one two throw away if it's not there kind of situations. Very very easy stuff. Didn't see anything special, but didn't see anything that obviously you're nervous about. He's a rookie. They're moving him along slowly. And this was the perfect game script for him to really not have to do anything. I'm going to ask you as a Dolphins fan, purely as a Dolphins fan here. Yeah. Could be because you should be living your best life right now. Oh, it was awesome. Because you get to watch your team and root for their success. And then also have in the the back of your mind that you have the Texans pick. Yeah. So a Dolphins win doesn't hurt your future right here. Hmm. A Texans, yes, you're going for that, whatever. It's awesome. But so going forward, Tua, we get to we'll, um, and it, we will next Tuesday evaluate. Hopefully, we get to see more of a performance from him. What do you think the most likely option going forward is? Look, I think Tua is going to be a really good middle of the road quarterback. I really do. I think he, I think he's very, top very fifteen or like dead at right in the middle there. Yeah, I think I think like, top fifteen, like Derek Carr. I think he'd be better than Derek Carr. I think he's a better. I think he's a better reader of the field than a Derek Carr. I think he's trying to be, think of. I'm trying to think of like a yeah. 16 quarterback that's like. So right I mean, his there. his ceiling is is obviously you know a Drew Brees type of guy. Like yeah. that's his ceiling. I don't know that he has his ceiling, but I mean you know I'm I think, yeah I, I think he could be better than Derek Carr. I think he'd be top 10 quarterback in the league. Like I don't think he'll ever be like a Patrick Mahomes or, or a the whole Deshaun Watson being type is, of guy. Yes, you would take Trevor Lawrence over him. Yeah. You wouldn't take uh, okay, the rest let me put of the this crowd. way. Ryan Tannehill is playing absolutely amazing. He's playing yeah. out of his mind right now. I think he'd be a Ryan Tannehill level for his entire career. Like Ryan Tannehill, we have literally one season, one and a half seasons of him playing really, really good quarterback football. He's a top 10 quarterback in the NFL right now as it stands because he's playing out of his mind. He could be that for his entire career. So and, that's, but, and that's but a good thing. You that's don't a really want to see thing. Brian Flores because right now the defense is flourishing. Yeah, On all great. levels, you're looking great. Yeah. Let's see what Tua is. How upset are you going to be if they choose to go quarterback of the future, not Trevor Lawrence? I don't think they would. I, I, yeah, I'd be pretty. I would upset. hope not. Yeah. yeah, I don't think you do that. I, I don't think. Hey, look, if it's Trevor Lawrence, I think I think you take a good, he, he long, bottle, hard look man. at Trevor Lawrence, and you probably have to pull that trigger if you're in that situation. Or literally, that and the only way that happens is literally if the Texans lose out and and, and end up with that number one pick, right? Yeah. Like that's the only way that happens. If that happens, Dolphins are in a really really rough spot because the other part of that is. You're you're taking is that the, a rough spot? Well, rough spot. You, you're in a very interesting situation that we yeah, will talk about. You can see two roads, but you're in sure. a very you're it's really three roads because you have Tua and then pick right. You yeah. pick the pick best uh, non quarterback available, or you take Tua and then the trade, which is probably what you end up doing because a team will go come up to they're get. Gonna, they're gonna pay. It. They yeah. would pay for this man, right? So they can get they can get picks for the future, which is most likely what they would probably do. Or you take Lawrence and you trade Tua, and you probably still get a back end first round pick. Yeah, I was about to say, depending on what audition, because that's what two is on right now. Guarantee you, guarantee you, the Colts would trade their first round pick for two, and the Dolphins take Lawrence, and nobody's upset. Are you upset? No, it, not at all. So that's what I'm saying. As a Moving fan, forward, no, absolutely not. I see y'all. I'll take another win-win. year of a rookie quarterback. I see y'all in yeah. a win-win spot right now. Oh yeah, really we're do. we're doing great. Yeah, I'm very happy. You should be very happy. I'm very happy. The only the only downside to all this is yeah, Tua could could prove to not you know to hold the ball too long and never really develop into an NFL quarterback or a good NFL quarterback, and then obviously us not get the Trevor Lawrence option. That would suck. But I mean, that's always an option with your with your rookie quarterback. I don't think that'll I'll, happen. I'll let you know right now if I'm stuck between Tua or Trevor Lawrence. You take Tua, Trevor Lawrence. I hope you have the best career of your life, man. 
man, but yeah. I'm going with the guy. You take. I will put X amount of dollars, and if I'm wrong, we can bring this up, and there'll be a thousand others with me mm-hmm. saying this. Trevor Lawrence is a hit. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, I absolutely agree. Uh, let's move on. Uh, let's get. We're going to start our picks a little bit early. We yeah. feel like we feel like we've been going a little bit long, and we want to spend a little bit more time on our picks. We want to talk about these teams, and we haven't really gotten to do that lately. So let's let's do that here. Uh, first game Thursday night: Packers 49ers. Uh, 49ers are at home. I believe I could be wrong in this, but I, I do believe that that uh, Garoppolo is out again. He's he's still he's still struggling from that he's ankle. Done. He's he's struggling from that ankle injury from week two, and they keep trying to put him out too early. Yeah. And they just need to they need to book his ass for for four or five weeks and hope that they can still be in a position to get a playoff spot and then maybe make a run with Garoppolo when he's actually healthy. Uh, before Niners look rough right now, they might need to be looking at quarterback soon because Garoppolo. I don't know, man. I, I do believe he's injured, so I believe you know he should get a pass for being injured. But at the end of the day, uh, Packers favored by six points. I'm taking the Packers to win this game. I do think the 49ers keep it close. Uh, I saw the Vikings run on the on the Packers. I've seen one other team run on the Packers. I can't remember who it was earlier on in the season, but the Vikings absolutely did. And I do believe the 49ers can do the same thing: run on this Packers football team. And, uh, and Buccaneers, Buccaneers, Buccaneers ran on. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, I was gonna say there was one other team that I knew ran a lot of. Yeah, Ron Jones had over 100 yards against the Packers. Uh, so yeah, I think the 49ers they're they're a run first football team. They will be able to keep this close at the end of the day. I do think the Packers uh, come ahead with victory, but at six points, I will take the 49ers to cover. Yeah, Jimmy G's heading to the IR. Oh, okay. He's on wow. the IR officially. I didn't realize George that. Kittle, foot surgery, out for eight weeks. At best, you're coming back at week 17. I think losing some of the best weapons for this offense, yes, you are still a run-first mentality team. And Jermichael Hasty, by the way, props to you. He hit. I think he's doing really good Big right time. now. For, for what we thought that he could I mean, could never get the chance to do, yeah. he's got it. And he runs, he runs mean. So we got really that. Like so it. that's going to be coming at you coming forward. It's just not enough to get it done at Lambeau, though. I mean, uh, against the Packers. It's it's at the 49ers, but against the Packers, man. Yeah. Packers are winning this game. Packers are covering the spread. I think Aaron Rodgers is looking for a get-right game. Don't know what happened in that game against the Vikings exactly. It was, I mean, I do know. It was the Dalvin Cook show. Dalvin Cook in the way that our offensive Destroyed. line. Offensive line looked amazing. We really did. We didn't ask Kirk to win the game. And when you do that, good things can happen sometimes. So, yeah, I, I got the I got the Packers. I'm going to take it. All right, so I want to do, I want to do this. I literally just had this idea. Yeah. You don't have to do this with me, but I, I want to think of like a prop bet that we make because prop bets aren't out yet. But I've fallen in love with prop bets, so I'm going to be making up some prop bets that I like, and I'm going to be making up the number as we go, just to talk about a little bit of like a player that we think will do well. In this game, I am taking Jermichael Hasty, like you said. I, as I said, I do think the 49ers are going to be able to run the ball. I think they're going to get some yards on the ground, so I'm taking Jermichael Hasty over 55 yards. If I can find a prop bet out there that is, you know, Jermichael Hasty for less than 55 yards. I will make that bet. Would you do the shot bet on 65? Um, let's come back to that. Because I think because okay. if we're going to do this for every game, I think I'll find a bet that I like a exactly. little bit more. We'll find uh, do you have any other that you like? Any player that you like for this? Uh, this game in general? Um, you can say no. We can move well, on. No, no, because right now the Packers are hurting at running back. We don't know if Aaron Jones is coming out. Jamal Williams is out. Yeah, they, they got COVID. Out. I'm so glad you mentioned they, that. I missed stuck, that. Man. Yeah, the stuck. Packers. The Packers have no running backs right now because they have a COVID issue. The only thing is that's the it's the least important position to have that problem. Uh, and, oh, and AJ Dillon has the same problem. AJ. Oh yeah. Is no, out it's too. the yeah. entire it's the entire running back room. It's AJ Dillon. It's uh, it's uh, Jamal Williams, Jamal Williams and then 33. Jones. I can't remember who yeah. his name is. Did you say it? Aaron Jones. No, no, Aaron Jones. 
Jones, Aaron Jones is hurt, but he yes. doesn't have COVID, so he can come back and play if he's healthy. But there's their third running back, number thirty-three, that run that lines up as a oh, as a yeah. wide receiver yeah, all I the time. His name, I can't and, remember his name. And this being a Thursday night game is another problem for Aaron Huge Jones. Huge issue. Yeah. That's why health intact. We don't know if he's going to be able to get out there. We'll see what happens. I, I absolutely. That's a really really great point. Either way, I don't think it matters. I mean. It, Aaron Rodgers can win this game by himself. I mean, yeah. I, I believe that. You know, and they'll they'll find a running back off of waivers or something that can come in and play. We said that last week. week. Aaron Rodgers can win that game by himself. Yeah, though. hiccups happen, man. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. But we'll see what happens. Um, all right, we'll move on to Broncos and Falcons. Falcons are hosting the Broncos in Atlanta. Falcons are favored by four points. I have the Falcons winning and the Falcons covering four points. <laughs> you disagree with me. Tell me why. We disagree as far as we can. Yeah. Uh, the over-under is set at 50 points. I have the over. You have the under. I got the Broncos on the pick. I got the Broncos on the spread. I really liked what Jerry Judy had on the route running aspect. I thought there was Amazing. a lot of times where he wasn't able to get hit where he should have been hit. Yeah. And I think against this just depleted Falcons defense, this team that we just really don't know what's what's going to happen, I think the Broncos are going to do it, man. I think they showed a lot of grit, a lot of guts, and a lot of will to fight for that win. And Drew Locke's got it, man. I, I like him a lot as a quarterback. Yeah, I, I... Falcons should win this game, but I'm telling you, me and you both know the Falcons' mentality and the Chargers when it comes to late-game put-away situations. Broncos might be able to come back and get this I, I totally get that. I am taking the Falcons because, really, I, I do think they've been they've been trying to run the ball more, and regardless of, of how successful they've been, they've been okay at running the football. But I, I think, you know... I, I think they'll be able to slow the game down enough to where they will come out to a lead. They always do. They are a high-powered offense. They will be able to score in the Broncos. I believe in that. And I do believe the Broncos, you know, they'll, they'll be able to move the ball down the field against the, the Falcons. So it's not crazy to think that the Broncos come back. That's why this line is as low as it is. And I'm fine with it. I think any more points, and I probably would have taken the Broncos. Not a game I would bet on. Yeah. I, I'll put it that way. Like, I, I could easily see what you're saying happen. Uh, the, it's all about what game script you got running through your head. Yeah. Uh, the prop bet I have for this one is... Is Jerry Judy over 58 yards? You said it yourself. Jerry Judy has been was on fire last week, playing really well. This Falcons defense uh, against the wide receiver position, especially, sucks, and it sucks majorly. It's very, very bad. So I could see Jerry Judy. I, I took him over 58 yards and over five receptions. So I'll be looking at that, see what the line is. Uh, do you like that? Do you hate that? No, uh, I think Jerry Judy. If the if for for my game script especially, if yeah. the Broncos are able to pull this out over the Falcons, this is going to hit the over fifty, and it's going to take Drew Locke really stepping up and finding his options out there. Noah Fant, Jerry Judy, mm-hmm. and hopefully Melvin Gordon comes back, and then it should be good to go on the running yeah. game. So yeah, that's the way that I see it going. Yeah, I absolutely agree. The other one I would be looking at is for Drew Locke and recept and, and completions. <laughs> I hit on that last night with. Uh, with Daniel Jones, like uh, I think the completions was at twenty point five, and he threw for way over twenty. But I think he had that by the fourth quarter. Uh, I could see Drew Locke hitting. You know, if it's at like 22, 23 receptions or, or completions, I think he would would smash that as well. Yeah, well, he he targets the deep middle a lot yeah. too. So I mean, he's gonna have some yards go along with that. And, and he's he's pretty good at dumping it down to your running back, and it doesn't matter. Like a completion is a completion, no matter who it's to. So yeah. stats are stats. Exactly. Too, yeah. uh, exactly. We'll move on to the Seattle Seahawks going to the Buffalo Bills right now. This is a game that I'm really looking forward to right now. Yeah. Seattle is a three-point favorite. The over-under is set at 54 points. And we agree unanimously across the board right here. We think that Seattle Seahawks are going to take care of this, and I have them on the I have them on the spread too. Uh, Russell Wilson is playing MVP caliber football right now. Yeah. We saw it last week with his ability to just find the options. There was one play on the eight-yard the eight yard line. He was scrambling, looking over his options, runs forward for a scramble. gets He's falling and literally throws it side-armed. For a touchdown? And for a touchdown, yeah. yeah. 
it, it is those kind of plays Ridiculous. that keeps him in it. He has the mentality to win, and honestly, he is due for one. He is yeah. a quarterback who is due for one, and I think they're going to keep it going this week. Yeah, absolutely agree. And this is a team like I call I miss I miss evaluated the the pick last week when they played the 49ers. I thought the 49ers would be able to keep it a little bit closer than they did, and really the score was closer than the actual game was. The Seahawks would won that game in the first quarter. The Nick Collins 49ers easy. are better than the Jimmy G 49ers. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, so Seahawks, look, they're they're running, they're running on all cylinders, and when I think when they face a team that doesn't have a good defense. Or, or that you know has has let me let me rephrase it that has flaws on their defense. The Bills uh, the Bills cannot protect against the run. They cannot stop the run to save their life. We saw it last week against the Patriots. The only reason the Patriots were in that game is because the Patriots could run on the Bills and they could they could uh, you know burn the clock. The Seahawks if they're willing to run the ball, which they should be able to regardless of who's out, out there on the field. I think they'll be willing to. Uh, I think the Seahawks win this game. I think the Seahawks win this pretty handily. I think three points isn't enough. I would have taken the Seahawks to cover five or six points. Uh, so I feel pretty confident about it. I'll lock it if you will. So, yeah, at a, at a three-point thing, I, I will definitely lock it. Okay. There is one thing in my head that keeps me scared of it, and I still am able to lock it just because I know what I have. I, I know what I have guaranteed in Russell Wilson. Yeah. I know what's possible of Josh Allen, though. Yeah, you and can Josh keep it Allen, close. Josh Allen is due. He is due because if you have him in fantasy, I do have him in fantasy in one league. We are looking at three straight weeks of, it's not bad play, but it's not that type of level that you saw from the first four weeks of Josh Allen. He is due. The Seattle Seahawks, yes, they had a Carlos Dunlap at the trade deadline. Yes, we knew that they wanted to get some pass rush, and we're glad that they did. That secondary is depleted, though, and Josh Allen could hopefully exploit this and keep it going. He is due for a game. Let's give it next week, though. That's why yeah, we're locking this. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, no, I, I absolutely agree with that. Do you see any props here? Any players that you really like in a, in a prop bet situation? Man, it's sad to see. I don't. Not, not crazy, to, but I mean, off the top of my head, is DK a half a touchdown or not? Because DK Metcalf is on an absolute tear of touchdown streaks. The thing is, DK is is favored to get a touchdown in games now. Yeah, he was last exactly. week, and he, I think so, he's this week. So it's not even a good point, bet. If, if you were to put a line, <laughs> it'd be one and a half, and you're just crazy. If you're going yeah, so I wouldn't I wouldn't take game. DK on, on a touchdown. Yeah. But you're right; that's very very likely. Um, we'll move on unless you have any other props or anything there. Move on to Ravens Colts. Uh, we disagree on this as well. I'm taking wow. You're taking the Colts to win this game. Yeah. Wow. I am. I need you to start. All right, all right. Ravens are favored by three points. Forty-six <laughs> and a half over under. Forty-five and a half over under. Excuse me. Uh, I'm taking the Ravens to win. I want you to explain yourself. Why do you Man, think this team wins? Let's the game? talk about them for what they are. The Indianapolis Colts are a top five defense right now. Oh yeah. They are playing lights out, and there are several times where I look at the other team in the Baltimore Ravens. Lamar Jackson, man. Listen, you make the electric plays. You do a lot of good. There are times where you do too much, and you doing too much is what lost you this game against the Pittsburgh Steelers. I'll say it. Okay. That's what did it, man. He had four total turnovers accounted for. Wow. He had, he had two yeah. fumbles. He had two interceptions. And that's not even counting the fact that there were several times on the read option where I felt like the gift to the running back on the third and two was the better option. Mm-hmm. But you just tr- And it's good that you trust your God-given ability, mm-hmm. but it didn't work out for you. So, yes, I think the Steelers' defense is better than the Colts. I think the Colts at home, Baltimore's on a skid right now. Lamar Jackson, a little bit of overrated hype after the MVP season for me. Fair enough. Look, I get that. I, I think it's we not were, the pretty take. Yeah, it's we not. we were we were both of the of the opinion that that Lamar Jackson was going to come back to earth. Most guys do. I mean, it's just it's so rare for them not to. Uh, so he did come back to earth. I still think he's playing great. I get totally get what you're saying with the turnovers, but I actually would flip that around and say they should have beaten the the Steelers 
if it weren't for those four turnovers, they probably do. Uh, and they were but, still but they were in a position. Happen, though that's the problem, huh? But they happen nonetheless. That's okay, yeah. But what yeah. I'm saying is, I, I don't think that's going to happen bank this on week. Turnovers exactly. Week. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying they're still the better football team. I think this line is as low as it is because obviously the Steelers beat them and, and the Colts looked good last week. So it's just one of those situations where you're you know the team that lost is still favored versus the team that won last week, and that makes the line up a little bit lower than probably it should be. I think this line should be higher. I think the Ravens are clearly the better football team. I totally get what you're saying. The Colts have a great defense. Yeah. They will they will come with a plan, and they will be able to slow the Ravens down. I don't think they'll be able to stop the Ravens. At the end of the day, the Ravens' defense is no joke, and the Ravens' defense is so much better than Colts' offense. I, I think the Colts are going to struggle to get off the ground here. I think the Colts are going to struggle. They're going to really struggle to run the ball, I would, I would think. And Ravens well, win I this mean, game. In, in all aspects of this game, yes, the Ravens are better. I'm not even looking at the offensive side of the ball. The, the the Ravens pass rush should be able to to nullify the Colts offensive line, if you will. That that's their best unit. But the the Ravens secondary should give Phillip Rivers fits. So I made a prop bet last week that Phillip Rivers would have one turnover. I put twenty bucks on him having Missed one it. turnover. God dang, the one week buddy, he doesn't have a turnover. No, I, I totally get that because yeah. a buddy of mine, we do we do the uh, the the just the tip podcast every Saturday, and we talk about props and, and different yeah. bets that we like. And that was one of the big ones that that my buddy Chris Robin had, uh, where he talked about how you know he should definitely get a turnover, and he said that was the lock. He guaranteed it, and he he actually put a hundred bucks on it and ended up losing. I put uh, twenty terrible and I lost, and I didn't know what was happening with yeah. it. But Philip Rivers is playing good complimentary football he's letting his defense take care of stuff and win the field position battle and even with this depleted wide receiver core they're able to do it man i would double down if i don't know what the the turnover uh margin is going to be this week but if he if it's over under 0.5 i'll take the over he's going to throw a touchdown this game or an interception Uh, you mean or intercept excuse me yeah interception whatever i'll I'll do the same if it was 0.5 that's what it was i would would double down i would double down i would not be scared a bit of it um that's that's just fluky that he didn't honestly at this point (laughs) like he throws an interception every week i was thinking in my head that's (laughs) that's what led me to take the colts is playing good Team complimentary football. Lamar yeah. Jackson kind of playing hero ball that sometimes doesn't win you games. Yeah. So still I, a great quarterback. We, I'm not, I'm not we disagree with this very similar to the way we disagreed on uh, on Patriots last week. Yeah. Patriots Bills. Would you want to shot bet this? I do not want to shot bet this because I I know that. Baltimore, and I'll take the I'll take the line. I'll take the you get three points. I'm I'm good. I know that Baltimore is a better team. Okay. It's just in my head. This is one of those things where I could see the Colts continuing their hot streak. Okay. Baltimore so this is more more of a bold take and not a. This is not, a bold take. I, I know you. who the better team is. Here. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. No, and I respect that. Hey, I did that twice last week. It burned yeah. me though. Um, all right. Texans go to Jacksonville. This is the battle of the one win division team. <laughs> Someone's gonna um, win. Yeah, and Jacks or the Texans are favored by seven points. Texans should win this football game. Um, Texans have already beat the Jags once, and now they play the Jags without Gardner Minshew uh, coming off of a bye. I, I have a hard time believing they're going to lose this game. We'll see what happens. Actually, the Jags might be coming off a bye, too, actually. So they're both coming they off are. a bye, yeah. Um, still seven-point uh, favorite. I'm going to take the Texans to, to win the game. I do think the Jags will keep it close. I'm not worried about – listen, Gardner Minshew's great, and I think they do lose a big piece without Gardner Minshew. Um, and um, yeah, this line is is tough, but I, I still think the Jags keep it within seven. I don't think the Texans are good enough to blow anybody out. Oh man, if it was just a little bit lower, give me five and a half, give me four and a half, I'd lock it because Deshaun Watson and the Texans are too talented of a team overall roster. Should be, yeah, should be, especially with them not moving Will Fuller. So they still have a lot of their core, all of their core intact, and the Jacksonville Jaguars having to go with Cooper Rush. James Robinson, who has ended up being a hit at running Huge back. Huge hit. But still, nonetheless, you're talking Cooper Rush, James Robinson. That would win you a billion dollars if you Cooper Rush? 
that's the quarterback that's going to be starting. I thought it's Cooper. Co- Cooper. Rush. Oh, for the Jacks. Yeah. Okay, I didn't realize that. I, I didn't yeah. know who was starting. I'm not gonna lie. They're going, they're, okay, that's. Crazy. Oh no, I'm sorry. I'm, I was thinking Dallas. That's Ru- Dallas okay. Yeah, I was gonna yeah. say. I thought Rush was a they're, backup. For they're Dallas. going uh, Jake Lutton for okay. the, for the Jacksonville Jaguars. He's a guy uh, out of the Pac-12. Yeah. I'm not, not gonna really. lie. I just totally believed you because I was like, you know, I don't know who the backup for the Jags is, and I don't know who the backup for oh. the tech for this the tech the. Uh, that's what I'm saying with the line though. Is that if it wasn't yeah. at seven, man, I would take it because of the backup quarterback. So are you taking? Are you taking the the Texans? to cover uh, I, still, I got, or are you taking the Jags to no, cover? No, I got the Jags to cover. Okay, I got Texas, the Texas to win. To win. So I we agree. I, I wish it wasn't at seven. I agree. I, I absolutely agree. That's a tough line, but that's that's why they do that. All right, I'm taking it's uh, Chiefs-Panthers time, and early on in the season, I'm going to kind of bring this back because I think second, weeks two, week three, somewhere along there, uh, there was a big line in favor of the Chiefs, and I said, you know, until the Chiefs prove to me that they can't cover these, these type of lines, I'm going to take them, and I know it's the bold take, right? Now they play the Panthers, and they're favored by 10.5 points and the Chiefs have proven to me that they can't cover some of these lines. They they've look they they covered the Jets line last week. That was awesome. But that they was 19 and a half. That was 19 and a half and they kept it close. So so I am not saying they can't do it. The Panthers are a lot better of a football team. They are more than nine and a half points better. Or actually they're better than nine points uh, better than the Jets. I in my opinion I think the Panthers can keep this close. It's not a game where I'm saying, oh, the Panthers are going to like be close in this game. I'm saying I think the Panthers are perfectly capable of coming down and scoring a touchdown when it's like a 15-point game and it's a throwaway touchdown against the Chiefs and and screwing this line all up. So I am taking the Chiefs to win the game. I'm actually taking the Panthers to cover 10.5 points. I think that's too much against the Panthers' offense, especially that has proven to be really good. I I know you disagree with me, but that's where I'm at. You're the bold one. Am I, is that that bold? Come on. Listen, it's it's not that bold in saying that, but yes, the Chiefs, talent-wise, offensively, can blow you out of the water of against the Panthers' defense. And I look at some of the pieces that the Chiefs' defense have in a Chris Jones who can really stop Christian McCaffrey up the middle and a Tyron Matthew Honey Badger who is physically gifted enough to be able to to keep with McCaffrey because McCaffrey's not going to be able to just come back right away and fully take over this game and keep this thing close with the Chiefs. This is still the Kansas City yeah. Chiefs, man. I get it. Look, McCaffrey is not a factor in this for me at all. Like Mike Daniels has has come in and been perfectly adequate running back. I know McCaffrey's a better running back, but running back's one of those positions where it's like I, it's not going to make a huge difference one way or the other on a line specifically. I, I do think McCaffrey's better. I think it it will help so the, the way offense in my a little head bit. That it happens is through but, McCaffrey. Okay, so so not no not for me. I actually think it's really? it's through the passing game and through that offense. And their offense has been really good. It's just been really good. It's been efficient against some lesser defenses. Though. Okay, so let's look at it. I, I got their schedule right up here. Uh, you know who have they beaten? Uh, you know they struggled against the Falcons last week. Okay, uh, they were right in it against the Saints. You know a good a goodish defense. Uh, they struggled against the Bears. Oh, they've had a bad little run. They've lost three in a row. I didn't realize that. Um, but they beat the Falcons again. Uh, they were able to take care of the Cardinals. They beat the Chargers. Uh, they they beat the or they lost to the Bucks and they lost to the Raiders. So look, I'm not so saying I, they're I would a good. Look team. at the teams that they have beat in the Cardinals. They have beat the Falcons once, and they have beat the Chargers. Chargers have a good defense yep. out of all out of all of those teams. So yes, they are capable of doing this. And I'm not going to sit here and boast the Chiefs' defense because yep. we know that's the weak point there. 
Chiefs' offensive ability with some of the specialties that the Chiefs' defense can present is going to put the Panthers in a hard spot. Yeah. I, I would go and say it's a 10.5-point line. Whether you look at wins or losses, the Panthers have only been in a 10-point deficit one time, and that was Week 2 against the Bucks. So it's not like they're getting blown out in the no, game. They're, they're losing. Yeah. And, and it's not like they're blowing people Saints, out either. Saints beat them by three points. Yeah, so so look, I'm not saying they can win this game. I really don't think they can. I think the I think the Chiefs win this game absolutely. I do think the Panthers can keep it close and cover. And like This just isn't a line I would touch. It's just not. Shot bet on the touch? On the line? Uh, the line? No, I don't want to do that. Okay, I, I feel the same that. way about that's you fine. do with the, about the Ravens, I guess. Like, I, I okay, yeah. maybe a little bit less because you, you, I don't you think know, this is bold. You know the capability that can of happen. Of course, yeah, I yeah. Mean, yeah. Literally, all it takes is Pat Mahomes having a day like he had last week, yeah. and it's over. I don't think either of us want to bet against one of the best teams in the AFC, right? You like, can. I think that's where we're at with yeah. that. Uh, all right, wow, we disagree on the Vikings game. Are you just are you just staying bold and staying uh, okay? Fair enough. I'm doing the same you, thing. With you my can Dolphins. already tell that I'm staying bold and saying that <coughs> I don't want to win these games, John. No, it's not I even. I don't want to hurt our draft stock and beat the, the Vikings. Look, there's seven. You Vikings can still make it to the playoffs. No. Yes, they could. Do I want to? Yeah, What's going to happen if we make it to the playoffs? You might be Realistically. The, you might be the Saints in a really exciting overtime game. Just because we have their number based on history only. Yeah. yeah only. Basically. Well, that, and also by point. then. <laughs> no, give me, give me the Lions. I think that they are due for a good Matt Stafford kind of game that I have been saying for the past eight weeks that hasn't <laughs> happened yet. No, it happened a couple weeks ago. It happened against... Uh, when Kenny Galladay came back. They had a yeah, yeah, I was going to say it happened against the the Falcons. They came back yeah, and had a great did. game. But against they the did. Falcons. But I wouldn't say that was that was the uh, the Matt Stafford 400-yard game that I know that he's capable okay, of. Okay, I see what you're saying. That's still lingering out there. That's going to happen. Have, we have a Cam Dantzler neck injury that really hurt the Vikings. I mean, hopefully he's okay. He had to get taken off on the stretcher. Yeah, that was sad. And that already hurts our already depleted secondary, as yeah. is. Dalvin Cook isn't going to get four touchdowns a week. Take that Played away. He great last week. He, he did. It was it was absolutely incredible. He had four touchdowns. Devontae Adams had three yeah. on the other side of the ball. Those were the guys who scored the points. Yeah. That's not going to happen this week. It's going to regress, and the team as a whole is going to be in a dogfight kind of with this Detroit Lions team. That's why I have the Lions covering, and that's why I have the Lions winning by a field goal. Yeah. Okay. Look, close. I, close I, game. I get that, and I'm not. I'm not shitting on you. Uh, to be totally honest, I think this is a coin flip. I was surprised because the Vikings are your team, and you're picking against them. I guess the Lions team. I think they can beat. Um, so uh, yeah, I think the Vikings win this game, and I do think the Vikings cover just because I think they can. Maybe I'm buying into the Kool Aid after they beat the Packers. That's totally fair. Buy into uh, it. I've learned through twenty. Yes, because say that's that's one hundred percent fair. And honestly, like don't oh, you never want to over over expect more from a team that just had one good week like you need consistency in the NFL and that, that's hard to come by in any team really uh, so I get where you're saying I think this is a coin flip game I took the Vikings to win because I think they're the better football team but I can see it going either way yeah, so we'll move I, I on I thought the Vikings were the better team for weeks now yeah <laughs> um, I Titans Bears and the Titans surprised us last week losing to the Bengals uh, and I remember last week we were talking we both took the Bengals to cover but the Titans to win right and it was like a 7 or 10 point line it was a, it was a big line I let me go back and check. Uh, yeah, okay, it was a six-point line, so it wasn't even that big. And we both said, look, the Titans cannot cover. Like, they haven't covered a lot of points all year, but they're definitely going to win. That's kind of how we felt about it. And then they just get slacked from beginning to end. I mean, they, they, it was never close, really. Uh, Bengals win that game, and the Titans made it look uh, competitive at the end. They scored some late touchdowns to make it look as close as it was. But, I mean, even still, it was a 10-point score, I believe. Either way, Titans play the, the Bears 
who are still they're better they're the better football team. I think the Titans do win this game against a Bears team that just is a terrible offense but great defense and I think the Bears cover I really do I think the Bears cover five points trust me I see where that goes in my head the reason I'm doing this is that I'm hoping that the Titans can right their wrongs Mm -hmm. and it's one of those things the Titans are giving up a 61.9% on third down that's (laughs) inexcusable that is complete ass that's going to lose you football games also on fourth down against the Titans, teams are five of seven. So you're looking just over 65% on your mm-hmm. fourth. So you're literally sitting there saying as an offensive coordinator against the Titans, man, I'll roll the dice on third down. <laughs> and then you get close and it's like, fuck it, I'm a runner on fourth down. <laughs> that is how bad this team is. And it really comes uh, down to that defensive line. Jeffrey Simmons, you're a stud. But let's be honest, Vic Beasley, nine and a half million dollars. You can just go ahead and leave. Yeah. Javion Clowney, twelve and a half million dollars. I'll say it. You can go ahead and leave. Neither of y'all, neither of y'all, are stepping up to the plate and really showing why we paid you. Mm-hmm. And I say we because we're tight. I mean, I'm rooting for the Titans in the AFC. Vikings yeah. are dog shit in the NFC, so I got to pull for someone. Yeah, I want to see the Titans step up. I want to see them make this step. Hopefully, this is a get right week. Who did they just trade? Desmond King. They just got him from the. They just got. They needed help in the back end too. So, so, so yeah, they get Desmond. They're getting King. a Dory Jackson back off of the IR. So mm-hmm. hopefully that helps the secondary issues. But let's be honest, the issue is not the secondary here. Who can guard for 10 seconds? Who do you expect to cover for even six seconds? You have got to find a pass rush. You've got to have these acquisitions of free agency that you've got on this defensive line. It's crazy that they don't have it. It's crazy. It's crazy. The only way that it can happen is against a bad Bears offense. And the Bears offense is more worse than the Titans defense is bad. Okay. And that's why I have I like the Titans, so you're taking Titans to cover. I like how you kind of shit on the Titans, but you're also taking them to cover. I, I absolutely I'll agree with you. I'll take a shit on the Titans, but take the ultra dump on the Bears. That's how bad y'all are. Look, I agree, but look, the Bears, they they went to overtime against the Saints for a reason. The Bears are a gross football team. They play gross, all right? <laughs> they do. That's the, that's the best way to say it, right? They have just a very bad offense that doesn't really do a whole lot for you, and they have a defense that will keep that bad offense in games. And look, the offense it, the offense isn't even that bad from a talent perspective. It's, it's bad. It's the quarterback it's bad. position. The play I, calling. I, look, the play calling is horrendous. They, they call like seven plays. That's about it. They call about seven or eight plays all, all game, and that's their offense. It's so fucked up. They have two. They have two running back calls. Like they have an outside run, outside zone run, and they have an inside run. That's it. That's all they do all fucking day. Uh, it's so stupid. It's the same fucking hole. They, they, they attack the same fucking hole every single week, and you don't think <laughs> other defensive coordinators are like these are going to run here or here, and if they go this yeah. side, these are going to run here or here. Like, come on. Like, of course David Montgomery can go nowhere because he's got he's, – he's, whatever. I'm sorry. They're That's, lucky that <laughs> Allen Robinson is elite enough to bail them out on these third absolutely. and 16s like he did twice last week. Yeah, I absolutely That's agree. insane to ask that of a guy, and he's able to do it. Yeah, I, I absolutely agree. We'll move on. Uh, we, we both agree on that. I do think I said – I shit on the Bears, and I'll still say the Bears cover, so it is what it is. Um, Giants, Washington, barn burner in the NFC East. I mean, <laughs> Jesus. Uh, I'm taking the Giants to win. Giants, like we talked about it earlier, Giants have – have played close in the past three games. They've they've looked okay. They've already beat Washington. I think they can do it again. It'll be close. It's a coin flip. You're taking Washington. Tell me why. Yeah, can I actually change the the spread to the Giants though? Because I think this is going to be one of those ugly 19 to 17 or 21 to 20 type of wins. I'm taking Washington just because of the grit that they've shown in the past, being able to come out there and kind of play efficient through their you know their passing yeah. attack with Kyle Allen and stuff. I get that. Yeah. Like I said, not going to tote either. But team right here. Washington's favored, so you're taking the Giants just because you want the points, right? I think it's Essentially. Gonna be close. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so I, I totally agree with that. I took the Giants to win, so obviously get the points as well. Um, 
well, I'm just burped. Sorry. Uh, pack, uh, Raiders, Chargers. Uh, Chargers host the Raiders. Chargers, this is another divisional matchup. Uh, one and a half point uh, line for the Chargers. Chargers are favored by one and a half points. Look, we talked about it earlier. Chargers have not been able to to hold off a lead in a while. I do think they do it against the Raiders this week. I think the Chargers win this game. I think the Chargers cover, and I think they win by like seven or eight points. I would have locked this if you if you hadn't taken the pair of Raiders. Man, the reason that I can't take the Chargers is based off of two years of history of them being able to slowly just piss away leads. And in this game, I really don't even see them establishing the lead. Josh Jacobs, fantasy-wise, didn't play great last week. He was able to rush for over 100 yards, and he was able to control the clock and do and get, you know, just kind of eat away mm-hmm. the eight, nine-minute drives and then let your defense kind of play some field position games in there. Yes, Justin Herbert, he's, he's playing lights out right now. He's yeah. doing everything that you could ask and then some. I think this is a game where the Raiders take care of it, though, and with it being a one-and-a-half-point spread, that's a coin flip. Give me the Raiders. Yeah, fair enough. I, I, I respect that. Uh, moving on, Dolphins-Cardinals. We actually got an afternoon game. I'm so excited. Uh, play the Cardinals <laughs> in Arizona. Uh, Cardinals are favored by four points. I'm taking the Dolphins to win and obviously get the spread because I get four points. You're going on the two high, aren't you? Yeah, no, I, I'm – look, I picked the Dolphins last week when I really didn't believe it. I'm picking the Dolphins this week because I really don't believe it. Um, yeah, I – I'm a fan. Screw, sue me. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm a fan. I'm taking my Dolphins to win this game. I totally get where you're going to come from here. I, I think this, but I do, I really do believe, like, if I take my fan hat off for a second, I do believe this can be a close game. I think the Dolphins' defense is going to be able to handle, they have enough speed at linebacker. They have enough versatility at, in the front seven to be able to handle a Kyler Murray because it's not like Kyler Murray, look, he's going to run. He's going to get his yards. But at the end of the day, he's not going to, he's always going to go down before he really sees any kind of contact. So, like, you're not worried about, like, I'm not worried about him having, like, a Lamar Jackson type of run where he breaks tackles and, like, because he'll just go down. He'll take the five or six yards and go down. That's just what he does. So, just corral him, keep him close, and it'll be okay. Uh, That's kind of what I think the mindset has to be going against the, uh, the, the Cardinals. And they can do that. That's why I do think this game gets close. Again, this is going to be a game where unless fluky stuff like last week happens, uh, two is going to have to show up and win, and, and or at least and control the game. We lost Miles Gaskin, our number one running back, so that is that's going to be a little bit of uh, of rough sledding from the running back position. Not to say Miles Gaskins was insanely good, but he was the best running back we had. So we traded for DeAndre Washington from the ch- uh, the Chiefs in a last second trade on trade deadline. Uh, we'll see how much time he gets to play. Either way, taking the Dolphins to win. Totally see where you're coming from with the Cards, though. Yeah, I mean, I'm not even going to explain how the Cardinals win this game. We mm-hmm. know, we know kind of the game script that goes with that. We get to see Tua. I think this is the week that y'all should have first started Tua is against a Cardinals defense that really just doesn't have that many playmaker, playmakers losing Chandler Jones. Uh, you you want to get me for playmakers, don't, mackers, playmakers. don't you? Yeah, fuck you. Yeah, um, let's see Tua come out. Let's see two young elite hopefully elite quarterbacks be able to have a fun, entertaining afternoon game, but Cardinals are winning. I totally understand. Um, We'll move on to Steelers, Cowboys. And uh, you just say, I think I I want to go back to two just for a half a second. They they started him. Obviously, I didn't agree with starting him against the the Rams. Weathered the storm. Man, I mean, it couldn't have worked out better. That could not have been a better start for your rookie. You give him a little bit of confidence. He gets that touchdown early, and then he has to do absolutely nothing for three and a half quarters. I mean, I, honestly, That's what you want. couldn't have worked out any better from a from a Dolphins fan st- standpoint, from a coaching standpoint. You, the rest of your team stepped up and really won that game for you, and Tua just got to manage it, and it was great, and we'll see what happens next week. All right, we'll move on. Uh, 
Steelers-Cowboys. Steelers are favored by 13.5 points, and not a game I'm going to touch, not a game I'm going to bet on. I, I'm done taking these out, uh, these crazy uh, covers. Like, we did it last week, and we got burned. Uh, we, got, we got burned last night from the Giants game. I'm not doing it this week, but I do believe if there was <laughs> – I want to. Um, Steelers, 13.5 points. I don't see how the Cowboys score 14 points in general, let alone cover 14 points. I said the um, same thing last night against Tampa Bay and yeah, Giants, man. Yeah, I'm not doing it. I've made a rule. I'm not betting on this game. I'm not touching it. Um, I, what, I, what I'll do, this is exactly what I did in the Cowboys game on Sunday night. I watched the game, and I watched the line, and I waited for the line to go down to a line that it was respectable because the, the – Cowboys were able to get a touchdown early on off a of fumble, and it was like 7-3, and the line went down to like four points for a minute. And I was like, fuck yeah, I'll take four points. It didn't end up mattering. They, the Eagles ended up blowing them out. But four points felt a lot better than I think the 10 points it was when the yeah. line started. So that's what I'll do is hope that the Cowboys get an early touchdown and the line just, you know, just goes down just a little bit, and I can get the Steelers at a value. Yeah, we, we have learned the hard way here that 13.5 point lines, 10.5, anything other than Listen, if you're not the Chiefs, I'm not even looking that way to touch <laughs> that line right now. Just because Steelers, yes, I don't know what the Cowboys are going to do. Especially going on, now it's Cooper Rush going on at quarterback. Yeah. Who knows what's going to happen? I don't know what your plan is. Steelers are going to dominate you in every aspect of this game. 13 and a half points, I'm not touching them. Uh-uh. No way. All right, we'll move on. Uh, this is the Sunday night game. Bucks, good one. Bucks host the Saints. I'm excited for this one game. I really am. I think we saw this exact same. This they they did this in week two as well, I believe. And now it's a rematch. Now the Bucks get to see if they can sweep the Saints here. So so excited for this game. Five and a half points for the Bucks. Bucks are favored by five and a half points. I think that's a lot. I think it's going to be a really close game. I'm taking the Bucks to win. Saints to cover. I got Bucks to win. Saints to cover. Tom Brady showed his frustration with his offensive line and some mm. of his wide receiver weapons. Antonio Brown's activated. He and is. I'm telling you, I'm going to put a little bit of money on him getting the first touchdown because I know it's going to be good odds. I know Brady really likes him. They have some chemistry together. Yeah. And, yeah, it's going to be just a fun game to watch. That's the whole thing. Yeah, I'm very excited for it. Uh, do you have any props here that you like? Off the top of my head. I mean, you just be, said AB, AB first touchdown. AB first touchdown I would look at for sure. All right, uh, AB yeah, first touchdown. We, we <laughs> I, well, I was going to say Ronald Jones at like 13 and a half carries. Yeah, that's, that's a that's a line where they put that right around. Yeah, I don't I, I don't know if I would like that because he got because like four split, last week and, and he split in hard with Linfernet. Yeah. I won a good bit of money on Ronald when Ronald. I know it screwed you up, so I feel yeah. bad about this. But Ronald Jones fumbled that ball and they took him out of the out of the uh, game up, for half the game. And I know uh, the Giants end up going down and scoring a touchdown because of that fumble. But because of that fumble, Ronald Jones gets taken out of the game. I had bet on Ronald Jones to hit the under on rushing yards. And it was at like sixty one point uh, five. And the rushing plus receiving yards, which is at like seventy something points. Yeah, I had the under on both of those. Oh, and it was over right there. Oh yeah, it, it was pretty much over because he ended up he ended up I think with like thirty something yards all told. So I crushed both of those. I felt pretty good about that. Yeah, um, so, I'm sorry. I know that. No, you're you. good. I mean, uh, it, it is what it is. Um, all right. So AB first touchdown. You like that? We'll move on. Uh, anything else you want to say? This is just a fun game. Yeah, that just enjoy it. It's That's a good. It's going to be a good matchup. Uh, there's not like a matchup that I'm looking at. There's like oh, there's one sided thing here. Uh, but last game, absolute barn burner, another division rivalry. A lot of Monday division rivalries. Football. Yes, God, I wish they would have flexed this out. This sucks. Uh, Patriots, Jets. I'm going to have to find some prop bets here to make this game even remotely interesting because you know I'll watch it. I'm fucking addicted to football. Um, but I'll have to bet on something to make this game fun to watch. Uh, Jets, excuse me, Patriots are favored by seven points. I'm taking the Pats to win and the Pats to cover. 
Yeah. Um, I don't think it's close. I'm going to lock it. Yeah. The I was Patriots say, I and Bill Belichick it. do not lose the New York Jets, especially this depleted of a New York Jets team that wants to lose anyways. Cam Newton, man, he's got to get back on the track. He's, yeah. You just toss a, you buttercup me. No. That's cool. Cam Newton's <laughs> got to get back on track. It was unfortunate to see the way that that game ended with the fumble. He's trying his hardest out there. I'm a Cam Newton stan. You know, I'm always going to sit of there. Of course, yeah. I'm always going to sit there and root Bro, for Bro, that fumble, though, man. We got to talk about that just for a second. It was bad. So, uh, we we had the shot bet last to win. week. Okay, look, I, of course. Look, I'm not shitting on it. We have the prop bet, right? And I took last week, I took the Patriots to win this game. I actually thought the Patriots played the Bills, by the way. And we disagreed so much. We, we disagreed with the way this game was going to go so much that we were like, fuck it. Prop bet straight up on the on the uh, on the line, obviously. So I got three and a half points with the Patriots, and I felt pretty fucking good about it because I thought the Patriots could win outright. And they're going down. They're they're already <laughs> in field goal range. To, they're gonna Driving they're gonna well. tie. They're winning by three or they're losing by three. They're in field goal range. They're inside the red zone. They're gonna tie. And now they're trying to go win the game. Cam Newton takes a, a designed run to the outside. Fumbles the ball in like the 15 yard line, and you just see he was so dejected, so upset. He wants to win, but I was so mad. I wasn't even thinking about our shot bet, which is awesome that I ended up winning that because the line was three and a half points yeah. and they covered. Uh, but I was just so mad because I wanted to see the Patriots win because I wanted to be right because I had been calling the Patriots to to win the upset for like all week. Um, and I and I texted him. I was like, "Fuck Cam Newton. He's the yeah. uh, bad dressing ass bitch." <laughs> Cam. <laughs> like, and I messaged know. back like, "You won the bet. What's your problem?" <laughs> <laughs> I shit on his favorite player, and he had to take shots anyway. I love it. It happens. It man. is what it is. Like they're Can't, trying to Cam's win. Do for a game. I want to see him. I am just the it's, Patriots. The, the slander are, kills me, man. They don't have anything around him. The Patriots are not as bad as the record shows. The record is as bad as the record is because one, they got hit by COVID. Their quarterback was That's out. Two weeks. Of COVID. They, yeah, they had two weeks of COVID, so three weeks of it was not going to be pretty. And yeah, they lost on fumble late here. Look, they're not the Patriots of old. They're, they don't have that talent. Even if Tom Brady was there, they don't have the talent to be the Patriots of old. So they're That's the Patriots of now. There. Yeah, they're the they're Patriots of now. It is what it is. We also always forget like we want to forget now they got decimated in the opt-out situation so they were coming in with a team they got decimated it'd be the same thing right now if if all those players were out with injuries i'd be saying right now They've been killed with injuries, which they also have. They've lost their top two receivers in injury. Uh, Jacoby Myers is out there catching seven or eight passes a game now. So look, they're still they're still an okay football team. They still have and they still have elite qualities. I put it that way. They still have a great uh, secondary where they and, and their coaching is one of the things that puts of them course up there. Yeah. They can stop anybody in the secondary. That they, they will they can get run on. They have a terrible front seven, but that is what it is. Uh, again, they lost three guys to opt out in front seven, so that hurt them. And then. Look, the running game is good. Cam Newton still needs to get used to this offense. But, again, he doesn't have a lot of pieces to throw to. I I still like some aspects of the Patriots. I'm not saying they're going to be good. I'm saying they can sure as hell beat the Jets, and they can win this game decisively. They very well should. Yeah. Uh, Any prop bets that you like here? Prop bets would be like, I'd I'd have to, I don't know what the line would be, but I'd look at Cam Newton passing yards. I think that he's going to be able to get on track. I think it's probably going to be something south of 200. Well, tell me what you would like, like the most, like the bet that you would make. I would, a uh, 195, I would bet on the over for Cam Newton. I think it will be over 95, but okay. Cam Newton uh, passing you, yards. But where are they going to put him in the 200? They probably put 220, yeah. I mean, that's under, yeah. You take the under there? I okay, the, fair I enough. The under, that's the fine line. Uh, one last comment on the Bill Belichick, why the Patriots are bad. Do you have yeah. anything to say about them? You know, he said that, I mean, he said, we, doesn't, we don't have any cap. We got rid of some picks to win three Super Bowls out of five years. What do you expect? 
He said it's not oh, an excuse. That's just reality. Oh, I didn't. I didn't see that quote. Yeah, I mean, can you blame him? Any any for any team of or any fan of any franchise would take this deal. Like like we have friends. three Super Bowls in five years. Yes. And also, not even that. Like, okay, three Super Bowls in five years, which is awesome. And then I'll add on top of that that you got another, you got a 20-year dynasty. Every fan base and every team and every sport would take that and run with it. And, and look, I'm sure every, there are a lot of Patriots fans that are upset about this season. But they just came back down to earth. That's all they did. Man, like, I'm like, telling you, it, at the end of the day, what it is is them being a spoiled fan base franchise. And I'm, I'll probably piss a lot of you off in saying that. Yes, you were on Mount Everest for almost 20 years. You don't know what it's like to wear that <laughs> man's jersey or to have to rep the skull purple and gold every single week to where you're happy if you make the playoffs. Yeah. Like literally we, we Y'all are a, upset if you lose the AFC championship game. Yeah, as I say, we have a we have a friend that's a Patriots fan where like the past couple of years the the season started when the playoffs started. Yeah. Like literally it would be they wouldn't even they would barely even watch their their own team play. And look, I was like that for a couple of years when the Dolphins were really bad. I was like, you know, I'm kind of rooting for them to lose so our draft picks gets good. It's tough to watch that. But that's at least understandable. You're not watching your team blow other teams out because it's more fun to watch the Titans or any other team play because it's at least interesting. Because you're just used to you're just used to that level of success. Yeah. Like we said, it's the Patriots, the Yankees, Alabama. You know those type yeah. of uh, legitimate teams that have built mountains. Eventually, it's gonna come down, and when yeah. it does, at least stand by it. Yeah, you get you get no come sympathy on, from me. Yeah, not yeah, at all. No sympathy. You at had all. you had a great run. You're happy. You won three out of five Super or yeah, three out of five Super Bowls. Fucking a. Six Take out it. of twenty. Six out of twenty. Try one and seven. No, zero and seventy-five. That's what the Vikings are at right now. <laughs> oh, for four in Super Bowls. <laughs> Fuck out of here. All right, we gotta find a shot bet. Where where do we want to go with this? Man, uh, I'm led back to that Jamichael Hasty. Give me fifty-five. Give me fifty-five. Give me yards. sixty-three and a half. Give me sixty even. Sixty-one and a half. <laughs> Sixty and a half. I want that fucking half. So it has to hit 61? 61. You have to hit 61. So 60.5. Yeah, I'll fucking take it. Deal. Yes! Fuck it. can't believe I did that. All right. Here we go. All right, guys. We are signing off. Thank you so much for watching. Uh, peace out. We love you. See you next week. Seven.